0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the home of the Chuck Oliver Show every weekday from 10 till noon. On Mississippi's Live and Local Sports Authority. And where? And then- We're back to Jake Quiverly with the afternoon drive on ESPN 105.9 The Zone and online at TheZone1059.com.
2: Taking you home on a Monday. It is the Afternoon Drive. We're streaming on thezone1059.com. Brought to you by Clinton Body Shop. Call 601-924-2159. Two locations, Clinton and in Richland, OEM factory certified. All the manufacturers you trust, Chris Landry, segment number two on a Monday, going through the weekend that was in the SEC. Chris, when you look at South Carolina, you know Spencer Rattler has not played, uh, you know, barely even average football. He's been okay at times, but they do get a win over Kentucky this weekend, twenty-four to fourteen. They're sitting now at four and two. Uh, Shane Beamer, you know, it's it's not always pretty, but I mean, where would you grade him right now in his tenure at South Carolina? But well,
1: he hasn't done a bad job. I'm not a big fan, quite frankly. I don't think that team's particularly well-coached. I don't think the staff's all that good, but I think the, the conference is pretty weak, and I think they got Kentucky. Look, there's no excuses, but will have plays. I don't think they beat Kentucky, so it's a great win for them. I think we'll see. I mean, I, I think Missouri and Vanderbilt are games they should win. You can beat Florida now. I mean, I, I think that when you look in comparison to what they had before, that's Good. Do I think he's going to make South Carolina a player in the East? I I don't think so. I really don't. I think that um, it's you know it's they're going to be looking up at the Tennessees and Floridas and and I think in most years as long as Mark Stoops stays there, Kentucky. So I, I, I you know I just I think he's done a nice job. I don't think that's a real strong staff. So I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's going to be one of those week-to-week situations. And and um, for what he's done at this point, I think they're pretty happy with him.
2: Chris, let's talk Florida real quick as they get ready to take on LSU coming up this weekend. And, of course, you can talk about LSU a little bit there, too. But uh, not just this game, but, you know, sitting in it four and two. And and we've we've joked and talked about, you know, NFL mock drafts. And you you really educated us on that, about how, you know, a lot of people really don't know. I mean, the teams don't really know until they get to, you know, to the board making and things that you guys do with the consulting on the NFL draft. But Anthony Richardson's name keeps coming up as a possible first-round pick this year, coming up out of this year. Um, You're great on him. I mean, is he even remotely ready for the National Football League? And then, of course, your thoughts on Florida, where they're at at
1: 4-2. No, he's not ready. Most college quarterbacks are not, however, but he's definitely not as a passer. But he has some of the natural skill sets that could translate at some point. Look, I think Florida's doing a workmanlike job. I don't think they have a lot of the components that Billy wants to do. But what I'm noticing is the team plays pretty smart for the most part. Um I think this game is going to be interesting this week because, and this is the sidebar to it, because there's a lot of people, and, you know, let's say, of course, LSU took Brian Kelly over Billy Napier. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Billy would have loved to just, on, instead of going from I-10, you know, all the way to Gainesville and making it way, he probably would have liked to stop in Baton Rouge. I, I know that. So there's going to be a lot of that, and, of course, everyone's going to react to that we got the wrong guy we got the right guy based on that and that foolishness but the reality is both of these teams are kind of in a rebuild and what i've noticed between the two is that florida's been just a little bit cleaner i mean they've they've had their moments they've made mistakes of course but lsu has been sloppier i think lsu has more defensive talent um i think they can get after you a bit more than florida can but florida has its moments as well um And and I do think they've got more potential in the quarterback position um, than LSU does. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. There may not be a whole lot at stake in terms of, you know, uh, competing in the top of the SEC. But as you know, there's always a whole lot at stake for a lot of reasons in SEC play. So this will be an intriguing one. And by the way, I should say, for teams that are not in the same division, but they play one another every year, like Tennessee, Alabama, these two teams do not like one another. There's two programs that don't like one another. Administer I mean just just one of those things. I think we all know some of those. There's a lot of those around the league. This is one of them.
2: Chris, when you look at Clemson this year, you know quietly off to a six and0 start, you know everybody's talking about Ohio State, Alabama and Georgia, and rightfully so, and then you know, maybe even Michigan. Uh, and even seen some projections of, hey, we could have it, you know, two SEC, two Big Ten teams in the playoff. But Clemson's off to a 6-0 and start. DJ Uanglele is uh, really playing much better ball. I mean, 64% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, two picks. He's actually running the ball a little bit more. I mean, Clemson quietly putting together a pretty darn good year up there. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse
0: with family
1: Uh, yeah, they are. In fact, I was uh, on my kind of my college football national recap show today. I was talking just about them and that. You know, I've, I've said there's a kind of a three and a drop-off. I've mentioned that on your show. Um, you know, listen, because of the way Alabama's playing, and I mean, I think Ohio State's probably been most consistent. They haven't played a tough schedule yet. Clemson doesn't play a tough schedule, but their defense is good. As you mentioned, DJ is playing better and better like this team. I don't think anybody's going to beat them in the ACC, so they've got the easiest path, but they're a really good team, and I I think that depending on how much better they continually get, um, that says a lot. The other thing about Clemson that's unique is they play more people than any of the big-time programs in the country, and what I mean by that, they they play more people in games, and they can do that because they've got a schedule that's a little more favorable, so by years in, they've got a real... They've got a better chance than most to develop a lot of depth, a lot of creativity in their schemes. This, this may be a team to be reckoned with come playoff time because I think they're one of the four. Uh, and, in fact, if I was going to sit there and say who is got the easiest path relative to that, it would be Clemson. I mean, who's going to beat them in the league? Not, anybody can beat you. I know that. But they've got a really good team in a – conference that's not that strong and they've just beaten nc state and wake the the second and third best teams in the league i I, I don't see anybody beating them including in the conference championship game so an unbeaten clemson goes in georgia's got to beat alabama alabama's got to beat georgia they both got to beat tennessee ohio state still going to probably beat michigan but probably has to and michigan's got to play ohio state i mean clemson clearly has the easiest path not the best team but I think they're one of the four or five best teams with a really good path. I think we're going to see them in uh, in the playoffs, personally.
2: Chris, an NFL question before we get you on your way here. Uh, when Dak Prescott went down for the Dallas Cowboys, I think everybody kind of wrote that season off. Cooper Rush, though, has uh, gotten them out to a 4-1 start. They'll play Philadelphia coming up this week, the only undefeated team uh, left in the National Football League. And then, you, you know, a lot of lot of commentary about Cooper Rush now versus Dak Prescott. What can you tell us about Cooper Rush and, you know, where are you at kind of on this Dallas Cowboys now? It looks like a, you know, I don't want to say a, a manufactured, but just by the way that he's played, quarterback, quote, controversy see in Dallas
1: oh yeah look I think I remember telling you look I think the Cowboys are are done early here and boy is that uh, completely the opposite it goes to show you though what you can do if you focus on they got a really good defense some big-time playmakers that can rush the passer they're winning with defense and they're running the football and when they need uh, Cooper to make plays he has done it. Cooper Rush has, has played enough ball. They don't put everything on him. So he's not having to carry the team. But he's making a lot of plays because he's obviously forcing numbers into the box with the run game. And then I think he's got receivers that are making plays for him. It's like everybody's picked up. And I'm not saying they're carrying him because he's doing more than his part. But it's not like, you know, hey, Go and and win it. Go and and put the whole team on your back, and let's find a way to score forty a game. No, let's control the game and let's win differently. That to me is the definition of how you build a good team. And you know, here's the one thing I would say about it. No, I think Dak has more ability, but if you're going to.
0: We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Put Dak in, and I, I'm not saying they're going to do this, but if they put Dak in when he's healthy, and, and they will, and they should, if they go and start deviating from what makes them successful, meaning we're not going to focus on the defense, we're not going to run the football, and we're going to have Dak throw it for it. Well, guess what? You're not going to be as good. I say, well, Dak's not as good. No, it's not that Dak's not as good. Dak's more, have more ability than Cooper Rush. But the team's better and is winning because... They're playing more balanced. I felt like Dallas is always better with Dak, without Dak, certainly with him. Just play well around him. Run the football. He can make plays. You're seeing this a lot. You see it with a Russell Wilson when they were in Seattle. And they, you know, when the, let Russ cook and do it. Well, let Russ cook. And you see a lot of burnt meals. And you got a lot of problems because they're not playing good defense. And so I think that Aaron Rodgers can only take the Packers so far. But when you play good defense, run the football, you may have a better chance, and that's the that's the that's the one difference between them going to the Super Bowl and winning it and being close every year. I think that's really important to understand in this whole process. Um, and I'm curious to see. I, I don't believe there's a there's a debate. I don't know what Jerry does all the time with his goofy comments, but this is still Dak's team, and he's a leader, and I think they've responded very well. Uh, to play well around Cooper Rush. And if they do that with Dak, they and the Eagles have made the NFC East fun again. And, boy, what a matchup this coming week when they play.
2: He's Chris Landry. Find him on Twitter at Landry Football. Also get the website at LandryFootball.com for great commentary all week long, college and the NFL outside the lines and more. Chris, always appreciate your time. Have a great week. We'll do it again next week.
1: Hey, thanks a bunch. Appreciate you having me.